All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. I'm very excited for today's episode, which is a Let's Get Banned episode. For those that are new to the Patreon, welcome to the family, as we say. And for those that are not familiar with the Let's Get Banned episodes is... The, the premise of this overall theme and why I called it Let's Get Banned after starting this, uh, prior to starting this just over a year ago is because what we really try and do here is uh, ultimately push the limits and boundaries while trying to convey a very simplistic, uh, we could say, yet formal description of what we're trying to describe here with substantiated data so it doesn't sound overly woo or overly conspiratorial with nothing to back it. So with that said, Welcome. And today's episode is titled Looking for Directions, or as I like to say, Direct Ions, Stacked Books, and Recalibrating Loads in a World constantly loading with crystals so i promise i will jump right into it and so let's do that so let me first off just close or minimize my screen here for a moment and we will begin so let's first and foremost before we even define what an ion is with respects to the etymology of the word directions if we split the word directions up we have direct and ions two separate words essentially the question ultimately that I'm trying to pose with that statement is, or that that uh, breakdown of the word is, could our intent direct a set of electric and magnetic, what we call ions, towards a particular area or place that just so happens to geometrically form and conjecture and organize itself into a way that is very similar to that of the, uh, the geometries of a crystal. But before we jump into that, let's first define what LODES stands for relative to the title of this episode today. LODES stands for Layered, Oscillating, Angular Direction of Spirit in direct correspondence with intent. So again, layered, oscillating, angular direction of spirit. Now, at the same time, there's sort of a, a play on words here with respects to that's what load stands for in the, uh, the acronym sense. But at the end of the day as well, we can also surmise or dare I say postulate that what we call capacitance or a capacitance load in electrical engineering is something that may in fact be uh, uh, just as much of significance and we note we note that by again using Google. This is not any you know dark web fancy stuff. Whatever. This is purely Google, and we're taking it right out of what Google has presented to us. Right? Load capacitance is the amount of external circuit capacitance. By the way, capacitance is just a very uh, you know fancy way of essentially saying how much electricity one can store or hold. Right? We know for a fact that humans are electri uh, electrically conductive, so clearly we're able to be capacitive to some extent we can hold some electricity so load capacitance is the amount of external circuit capacitance in parallel with the crystal itself in this example we see that the crystal's parallel resonance mode is always above the series resonance frequency and is characterized by inductive reactance inductive reactance meaning how much one induces into the capacitance and the capacitance then holds that electricity and then based on what one does with the capacitance it will the electricity itself will then react accordingly in this case it seems to be relative to some type of crystal resonance vibration oscillation but we see here why is load capacity capacitance important. Hence, a given load capacitance restricts the crystal to oscillate at a specific point we see here between the entropy or the action of a frequency as well as what we could also call <clears throat> 
the we, we could say the relative to the parameters of the frequency as well if we change the load capacitance a different oscillation frequency will be obtained basically if we change how much a certain we could say um, object device even individual to sort of give some breadcrumbs as to what I'm trying to get at here if an individual can hold so much electricity and different currents and pulses of that electricity towards not just maybe one individual but an entire set of individuals may in fact change the way that individual thinks behaves you name it could it be possible to redirect an individual's thoughts emotions in real time so that what they are essentially doing is behaving in a manner that when they physically act with respects to the material world we're in behave with respects to an electrical current resonating within a crystallized state and i will get to what i mean by that on a much bigger macro picture in a moment we see here if we change the load capacitance a different oscillation frequency will be obtained that's why the crystal manufacturer gives the crystal frequency at a specific load capacitance so we've established this idea first and foremost of crystals themselves particularly when we look at certain images of crystals with respects to uh, forgive me these crystals right over here we see the different directions and the different indents and carvings of you know done by nature forgive me for lack of a, a better description but we see the formations of the crystals themselves are very unique the question becomes if electricity was induced via these crystals or into the crystals and say there were again probably a terrible example but little mini humans walking along the surface of the crystals but the people walking on the crystals did not realize there was a crystalline structure in in the physical reality underneath them in the undergird or in the substrate of where they're residing on if one induced an electrical current into the crystal and there were little people walking on the surface of the crystal would these people's thoughts and emotions be changed to then be redirected in a different manner or regard relative to what they were doing in real time this can be both very good and also very bad the point i'm trying to make here is to convey the awareness of such and you folks can interpret for yourselves respectively how you feel about this and what could be taken away from this as well again we see different types of crystals here as well with respects to the way that they're formed the different angles in which they're formed but they are always and constantly with respects to this reality at the very uh, most or very least rather corresponding to a vector or platonic solid design again the square the triangle and the circle now if we head on to wikipedia as where we started let's bring this full circle an ion is an atom or molecule with a net electric charge interesting kind of similar to a human isn't it the charge of an electron is considered to be negative by convention and this charge is equal and opposite to the charge of a proton which is considered to be positive by convention the net charge of an ion is not zero because its total number of electrons is unequal to its total number of protons Acacian is a positively charged ion with fewer electrons than protons. So again, you don't even need to retain any of that, not to worry. The point I'm trying to give, convey here specifically is this particular image, for example. We see here the different ion movements, behaviors relative to different types of electrons in which they fluctuate between one another. The question becomes, could there be a vibration between the two in which the electrons, and therefore the ions, are constantly jumping back and forth in a never-ending type of state and could crystals induce that 
As a matter of fact, could this be scaled up if this were to be viewed, say, on the, the nano level, on a tabletop proof of concept scientific experiment? Could this, in fact, be scaled up to that of, say, I don't know, a particular country? And if these crystalline geometries allowed for the curation of electrical and magnetic direction to propagate more freely, or dare I say, for better or worse, more controllably, the question then becomes, how could that be done onto a society that is not familiar with such? Well, one way that could be done would be the alleged boring machines or the underground tunneling machines. You may say, Dave, I've seen this picture before. It's a allegedly, you know, a sub department under the United States Air Force with respects to the holdings of such capabilized and technologies but the question becomes is this real and I say fair we can't go off of one picture particularly with how Photoshop works these days and, and things like this now when it comes to the boring machines it's very similar to adrenochrome in the sense that it's there it's just not really acknowledged so to speak here are some more photographs for example okay um, we see here as well an additional photograph as well i mean there comes a point where just like with anything else in life when so many people are involved it becomes difficult to contain such a secret particularly when the people are involved all have direct access to in fact the devices in which they're working on so compartmentalization is not necessarily as uh, as viable as compared to say the manhattan project where many people thought they were working on uh literally engineers working were so compartmentalized they thought they were working on uh dental uh tools for for individuals not realizing they were building uh you know the nuclear bomb as we now know it to be with that said it's interesting to see, by the way, that there's a United States patent number 388885832 filed on May 27th, 1975, and I quote, apparatus and method for large tunnel excavation in hard rock. We see here this was filed out of, again, folks uh, <laughs> that resided in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Coincidentally enough, I'll kind of leave that up for interpretation. We see here as well, the United States of America as represented by the United States Energy Research and Development Administration in Washington, DC, right? It's interesting that we see here a tunneling machine for producing large tunnels in rock by progressive detachment of the tunnel core by thermal melter, melting a boundary kerf into the tunnel face and simultaneously forming an initial tunnel wall support by deflecting the molten materials against the tunnel walls to provide when solidified a continuous linear and fragmenting the tunnel uh, cure, cure circumscribed by the kerf by thermal stress blah 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 they're basically discussing what we would call angular direction or angular momentum which is essentially what is also used in a very prominent manner uh, within the public articles pertaining to quantum physics now this is also why when i use the word loads pertaining to even an episode done about a year and a half ago with this concept of people when we walk into different rooms they're separate uh loading areas if you want to call it or loading screens of an overarching perhaps simulation or game that we are in with respects to angular direction of spirit so you may say dave this is all fine and dandy you know you, you may be using some big words or whatever and forgive me that's not my ultimate intent to confuse not at all the question becomes why are you showing us these boring machines or these tunnel machines well first and foremost i would dare to say uh, based on some of the data with respects to a geographical and crystallized alignment of the way in which humans tend to behave relative to some whistleblowers such as Phil Schneider and many others as well who have come forward, people who have since passed away pertaining to Don Phillips, former Lockheed Martin, Skunk Works, Air Force, you know, Black Project, you name it, and CIA as well, that these 
machines are being used to form crystallized structures within that of anywhere from two to five miles below the surface of the planet so that whenever electrical inductance is induced within say these um these gwen towers ground wave emergency network towers in which have been admitted to by the air force particularly in the new york times and the washington post in the 1980s there's articles on that you're more than welcome to to look them up head to duckduckgo.com and type in gwen towers for the air force uh 1980s articles and they should be there if the internet censorship hasn't gone full force but the point is is that if we go back to some pictures of crystals here, what happens if someone that is walking on the surface of a crystal is able then to have their mood, emotions, and all of that affected because of electricity that is being conducted and oscillating back and forth within a confined state at a particular current below the surface of the crystal? So now if we think big picture, what if the earth is a grand crystal per se? I, I, I don't necessarily mean that in a literal sense, but with respects to geometrical formations and various elements that would be growing up or that would be coming from the earth itself in terms of the way in which we see crystals just being naturally uh, manifested from the planet itself, it makes us think, is there some grander macro scale that could be applied here? Now, the reason I bring all of this up, by the way, folks, is because, just so you know, there are old what seem to be used boring machines from many, many years ago, some from the 80s, this one here from the 90s. You can buy them. They're right there. It's not like they're not there. Again, right? We see the type of model. The make is a Lovat, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So it's not like they're not there, ultimately. So again, I'm just going to leave that here. Uh, this is a direction, uh, directionaldrills.com. So the point I'm trying to make here, ultimately, is this idea that when we take the concept, for those that have been on the Zoom calls, of the stacked books example, could different ion oscillations relative to the resonance in which they induce. Within that of us as humans, the surface with the crystal example in the grander scale, and that within the local environment around us, whether it's buildings or trees, induce certain ion oscillations that would enable certain what we call electromagnetic, even acoustic, harmonic, uh, even dare I say, a refractive index, meaning light in all of this, uh, type phenomenon to occur. So if we say, for example, we are existing on book number, say the very top book right over here, okay? Now, for the sake of this example, we will say that there are an infinite amount of books normally, but within the context of this, we will keep it to the books within this picture here. Say we are existing on this particular book in which the pages are open, movement is occurring, and there are other books that are, for lack of a better term, not necessarily below us, but all around us, so to speak, in more of a spherical manner, right? Is it possible that certain ion oscillations with respects to the ions being electrically charged over top of certain crystal layouts and crystalline geometries could take a being, a person, uh, you name it, whether it's for medical purposes, whether it's for Stargate um, uh, purposes, to communication purposes pertaining to speaking to ancestors via oscillating crystals and things like this. Could there be, say, another world existing or reality? whether it's a timeline branch off or another world entirely with respects to say the top book is about you know oranges and then the middle book here is about apples could there be something that could be induced in which would take some pages of the book in which my mouse is pointing at here take some of those pages and bring them up to our book 
I'm not saying this is right or wrong. What I'm simply trying to point out here is the validity relative to the data in which this could be induced. Now, with that said, you might say, Dave, wow, this is, you know, uh, okay, fine. I, I see what you're getting at here. But let's put the icing on the cake, so to speak. If we look at the way in which humans tend to behave, this would be an example of looking at things on a grander scale, right? Uh, just a general scattering of humans and all of that. Now, what if there was an underground system that was formed in a crystalline structure that when induced at very high, uh, we could say extremely high currents, but very low frequencies and perhaps pulsed to a particular area of human beings would be able to then allow people to have certain moods and emotions and thought that they feel would be their own but would in fact be that of which would be redirecting their brain and their body, but would not be redirecting their mind and their spirit. So the question becomes, how could we avoid some type of organization where we go, for example, from this to all of a sudden becoming more organized the same way that ions organize within that of the electrical inductance and crystals and many other capacitors and things like this as well, relative to other capacitors being placed within the physical vicinity uh, of a laboratory or something like this, you name it. Well, again, I mean, for crying out loud, look at this picture. I didn't plan for this. This is me saying this in real time. Look at some of the lines in which break up the different parts of, I guess we could say, the road or the path of this uh, picture here. Of course, they're in vectors because they would need to be following the, the traditional or the, sorry, the platonic solids relative to the undergird of the archetype and the architect of the architecture of what we are in, excuse me, but at the same time, it would also speak to this idea, again, of there being some type of rearrangement. So the question becomes now, let's see, we have a lighter, we have sort of a white part of the sidewalk here, we have sort of more of like a pinkish part. Let's use these two as examples. After there's some type of electrical inductance, there are people that will feel the need, but not feel in an intuitive sense, but would feel in a physical sense to say walk one particular way. Now there will also be people that will feel the need to walk in another particular direction and so on and so forth. The question becomes how can we discern if there's some type of effectuation occurring if this is so controllable in a physical regard. This goes back to layered oscillating angular direction of spirit. Understanding this yourself I cannot unfortunately give all the answers for you because it's not like I have them because to each and every one of you, the quote unquote answers have a different interpretation and, and we could say perspective of what you feel you need to do with respects to your intuition. The intuition will then counter any type of physical effect that may be occurring because you will understand that you control yourself, nothing, nothing else externally, whether it's materially or otherwise. This idea of you being able to control yourself and say, let's use this sidewalk example, you know what, I'm not going in any direction. I, I might just stand here for a little bit while I know that pe or I feel people are being influenced in a particular way or manner. You folks see what I'm saying? Now, you may say, Dave, well, this is all fine and dandy and all of that, but what does this say overall about, you know, how this would tend to operate? Well, this would be a visual example of how we would be in perfect harmony with our intuition. For example, I'm not saying this is the example, but this is something that re resonated with me in a visual regard. So we see here, this would be that perfect alignment of being the center and focal point of yourself and of your environment in reality, which speaks to this idea of, again, sort of um th this river example i give if if we are flowing along a river and the river changes paths let's f let's continue to flow with the path 
And if there's any problem that will arise, in this case, a rock being dropped into the river would represent a problem. We deal with the problem when it comes, if it ever comes, relative to living in the moment, in the present. Because to live in the present is to remain ultimately, what people have said, in, in calmness and bliss and all of that, which would also be reminiscent of staying in the zero point, the center point. Not too far out into thinking in the future, not too far out in reminiscing about the past. And to top it all off on a scientific level, we see here quantamagazine.org, right? I'm just going to say that this came out in 2021, uh, early to middle of 2021, with respects to, again, no one really paid any attention because there was a certain event, you know, a certain, uh, we could say... Things were happening that were, you know, arguably as an attempt to redirect the focus of mass consciousness. I won't speak on to any of the uh, the alleged medical inductions this particular event caused, but we see here quantummagazine.org, eternal change for no energy, a time crystal finally made real. Like a perpetual motion machine, a time crystal forever cycles between states without consuming energy. Physicists claim to have built this new phase of matter inside a quantum computer. You mean like a human, so to speak? And if we had control, or sorry, if we learned to control our soul and intuition and realize what it is more, we would be able to cycle between states without consuming energy unless we chose to, which goes back to the concept again, excuse me, of, of you saying, I'm not going to go in any direction when this induction is, is occurring. I'm going to stand still and choose where I want to go at my time, at my pace, because I'm in control. Right. So we see here as well in a pre uh, preprint posted online Thursday night search researchers at Google in collaboration with physicists at Stanford, Princeton. So, again, there's your general control system, arguably, and other universities say that they have used Google's quantum computer to demonstrate a genuine time crystal. We see here, by the way, as we scroll down, take a look at this. The consequence is amazing. You evade the second law of thermodynamics, said Roderick Mosner, director of the Max Planck Institute. Again, almost as if this was sort of pre-planned, like they're treating us like children with respects to the dissemination of this. Not only that, but we see this. The time crystal is a new category of phases of matter. Are we not comprised of matter? Could this not be applied to humans? And I don't say that negatively nor positively. I say that with respects to thinking about the grander picture in terms of understanding the way in which the, these, these, we could say, apparatuses and intents by both positive and malevolently uh, oriented individuals could be played out if we are not aware of this. Simple as that, right? So we see, by the way, ultimately, that their constituent atoms have settled into the state with the lowest energy permitted by the ambient temperature and their properties don't change with time. The time crystal is the first out of equilibrium phase. Kind of like the out of, uh, you know, pursuing... Uh, a certain form of out of equilibrium phrase that I um, that I had presented at the APEC conference to engineers and physicists, in which I've also presented privately elsewhere to others as well. Um, for those that are members, you'll know far more what I'm speaking to. But again, it, it clearly there seems to be some correlation here, in some regard relative to the data. There's a lot to be able to interpret, but at the same time, I think that is ultimately the point. 
We should not confine people to one or two or three or four interpretations. There should be an infinite amount of interpretations and then we use logarithmic deduction at the end to then discern how much of one element or others we can ascertain the veracity of. So with that said, folks, I'm just going to bring this full screen and I want to thank all of you so very much from the bottom of my heart for listening, watching, checking this out. My objective after this episode is to be able to have, particularly for the members, um, our first paper put out pertaining to uh, lasers, propulsion and such, and then we will continue to go from there. So thank you so very much, folks, for checking this out and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.